0: Hello and welcome to the first episode of the Little All Ireland. My name is John Coleman and in this podcast I will be discussing all things in relation to the GAA in Cork. From the inter-county teams at all levels and board codes to the club scene, which will be the primary focus of my attention for the first few weeks. So to start off with I'll just briefly introduce myself. Um, I'm from Banlasic and played hurling football with the club all my life and I'm obviously still a member there. And I was also very lucky that from a very young age, my father brought me and indeed rest of my family to matches constantly from the age of six i was going to watch cork every very regularly then we went to watch balnastic play all their games and when balnastic were thing we were off watching other games and it instilled in me a deep passion for hurting football uh, in cork and indeed there it is probably one of the great passions in in my life uh, for a long time i thought that there's a market for something like this uh, in cork i think we're big enough to have it and i think um there are people out there who just want to talk about the games or, or want to listen to what happened obviously we've excellent services in, you know, the Examiner and the Echo do brilliantly um, to cover the games and also C103 do brilliant stuff on the radio, but I do think maybe there's space for something more, um, so that's what I'm going to try to achieve with this. I have also been lucky uh, for the past uh, five five or six years to write match reports for the Examiner and the Echo, and it's given me, you know, uh, access to lots and lots of games over the past five or six years and let, lets you look at the games in a bit of a more analytical way while also keeping up to date with how clubs are doing. So what I'm, ho- the way I'm hoping this will work is that, like what we'll do today, we're gonna to keep it very simple for a for first go. I'm just gonna talk about what was an absolutely fantastic weekend of hurling and see what those results mean for the games next weekend. Down the line, I s- I'd definitely like to talk to people, be it former players or current players, to try and just get an insight to what's going on uh, on the ground around Cork. Also down the line, I suppose, I would like to have a kind of an oral history project element to the podcast too. In trying to speak to and interview people uh, from the older generations so that their stories about the ga in cork and how things have changed over the years and their experience of going to matches versus to what it's like today to document all of that too so you know aim big i suppose is is always a good thing we'll see how far we get with it um so yeah so that that's what we'd like to do so to start as i said to start off we're going to talk about what was a fantastic weekend of hurling you know I think that the the new format of the club championship in Cork has breathed much needed life into the championship. I think it's absolutely fantastic. Obviously it's very difficult on the dual clubs and hopefully that's something we might be able to talk to somebody about down the line in this to try and get an insight for the smaller dual clubs in particular, the impact uh, the the group format is having on them. But from a a neutral perspective, from a fan's perspective, I think it's brilliant. I think it's really created a bit of energy around the championships that have kind of gone away for a while and i think it's fair there's you know no dead rubbers every game's competitive and we really saw that at the weekend so we'll start with group a of the of the premier senior hurling championship and what i didn't go to on friday night i did watch douglas and middleton on the examiner stream and you know i suppose everyone was probably a bit surprised by the result even though douglas had a good season last year in the group section only to kind of um Back at it back a bit against Black Rock in, in, the knockouts, in the knockout stages, but it was a really big win for them because I, I think you know, even talking to a couple of guys around the place, last year was a big ended in a big disappointment for Douglas. Like, you know, after knocking Nemo out of the football and being knocked out of the senior championship by Black Rock, I suppose we were all waiting to see what their reaction would be like. And they had an outstanding league, you know, finished top of their section, including beating Black Rock in a game as far as you know knows in Church Road. And they really came out and played very well on, uh, on Friday night. What impressed me probably most about them was that, you know, it was their work rate. There was a serious work rate uh, amongst their forwards all through the game, and they really put the Midland defence under pressure uh, coming out with the ball. And um, I did think they were running out of steam a bit towards the end, and I think, I, I actually thought Midland were going to were going to kind of push on and win the game, but the two goals were fantastic then, and Niall Hartnett did brilliantly for both of them. You know, he gave a great ball back for the first goal, and then he was, had the great catch and the layoff for Shane Kingston for the second goal. And it's a really, really big win for Douglas. Um, as for Middleton, yeah, it's a very disappointing one for them. Um, but last year, you know, they had, you know, you no, know, they won their first two games last year and then then had a setback against Sars. But, you know, big game from obviously coming up this weekend um, against Newt Uh, But at the same time, I think they'll fancy themselves to still ha- have enough to get in, get out of the group from here. Um, you know, Conor Lahan again was excellent and... Um, Think there's more more in them yet you know and it, you know really the, the 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 beauty of this new format, i suppose as well is that essentially with two championships you know your your first priority is to get out of the group by hook or by crook getting out of the group is all that matters it doesn't matter how you do it and then your, your second championship is the knockout stages and middleton really you know proved that last year uh the way they the way they improved after what could have been a very you know damaging uh loss to sars in the group section yeah, so I was very impressed with Douglas, and you know, as I said, I think they really needed that uh, win on Friday night after the way they started, after the way they'd um, gone out of last year's championship. I was in uh, Charleville on Saturday night at Newtown and Kenturk, and I, I, you know, I, I think most people would have probably fancied Canturk for that game. You know, Newtown obviously aren't the team that they were, um, and Canturk's star seems to be on the rise. And, and when you were looking at the program. You're looking at the names they had, not the, and as we all know, no games are obviously ever won on uh, on paper. But with all the lord Larkan, McLaughlin, you know Darren Brown, they looked like a really, really good team, and they are a really, really good team, obviously. But Newtown were outstanding; like they put massive pressure on the on the Kentor puckout. So Kanturk wanted to go lot, wanted to go short and work it through the lines, but there was a ferocious work rate from the Newtown forwards. And they turned them over a good few times like that. And even if they didn't turn them over, they slowed them down. So the ball getting up into the Cantor can't forwards wasn't of the greatest quality. Now, conditions helped Newtown within that as well. Um, but at the same time, their work rate was just phenomenal. And when they did go along, then, you know, they Timmy O'Malley and, and Connor Toomey and Jack Hurley were just there. They mopped up everything. And, uh, you know, and then Jamie Collins was just a top class club forward. You know, he was, you know, he put over his freeze, got two good scores from play. And it was a really, really big win for Newtown. Because obviously, they're not the, the, the team that they were, nor, nor, but how could they be considering the generational talents they had at that time? But they're a, they're a seasoned senior club at this stage, and that experience I think stood to them as well. And I think they had a bit of a chip in their shoulder that maybe people were fancying Cantor, too, and they'd certainly played with that kind of um, fury, I suppose, as well. But there was a great atmosphere in Charlotte, a fabulous setup down there, you know, and conditions weren't great, but it was a big crowd, and, but, um, and it was a really good occasion. And it makes things very interesting next weekend, you know, like Cantork who, you know, some people you know, I was even talking to my father about this, and we might have been thinking Cantork might be dark horses maybe to get to a county semi final, but now their season on the line next weekend against Douglas and you you know, and it like all championships are about momentum and all the momentum was with was with Douglas going into that game now and Cantork are gonna be under big pressure on that. As I said earlier, as well, you know, maybe Kentirk are struggling a bit from the the dual the jewel perspective. I think something like thirteen of their players I think um, played both hurling and football. I should have the, the exact number. I'm sorry. Uh, whereas Douglas don't have that big a crossover. They're bigger clubs so they can carry just hurlers and just footballers and stuff like that. But Kanturk were, um, yeah, it's a really big game for them, and you know, if they lose that, you know, you're instead of looking up, you're looking down again. And and I would I would still think that they're well set to be a senior club. Um, but it's a big game for them. Middleton, then of course, is all, you know it, it, it takes a lot of pressure off, middle, uh, off Newtown off at the other side of it. You know they, they have two points in the bag, which means you're not looking over your shoulder at relegation or anything already. And they're going to, to the Middleton game with nothing to lose. All the pressure will be on Middleton. Nobody expects anything from Newtown, bar what they expect from themselves. I and mean, there are two intriguing games uh, next weekend, so it's well set up, as indeed all the groups are. Group B threw up probably the two surprise results of the weekend, you know. Um Aaron Zone just continued to be just one of the most consistent uh teams around. What they what they've achieved over the last 10, 15 years is incredible. When you look at the service that the, the likes of the Murphys and Shea Bowen and um the likes of Massey Carl have given them, it, it's incredible. And that they're still going, you know, so that was they had a big win against the Glen. Um I was delighted to see Orno Regan come on from he's a very impressive we hit him with the Cork Miners last year too, and he's a good player and they do have some good young players coming through Aaron's zone. I know they a, they're a good minor team this year as well. So if those guys can just hold the fort, um, uh, you know they, they'll do well. And I think listen, I listened to Martin Bone on the radio too, and he made the point like they need to start well to get going. Like, if they lose the first game, they're probably going to struggle. But no, they're in a really good position uh, going into the game against the Napiershig next weekend. Uh, for the Glen, you know it's it's hard to know what to make of. Like last year, they had a similar thing against Douglas, and they came back stronger and got to the county final this Glen, team's been on the road for a long time now you know they've they've, you know i think six of the last they've made six of the last eight finals you know they probably should have won more than what they've won but they've been a great team so like at some stage they're going to run out of road and i don't know like i I didn't see the game so you can't you can't make any great judgments on that but i think they'll fancy themselves to dig themselves out of this hole as well to be honest with you um and it which brings us to the other game in the group, which was probably the, the shock of the weekend with a uh, beating shake with 14 men coming from behind. And I don't think any uh, Douglas, or sorry, any Bishopstown person would be upset with me when I would say like one thing that they haven't been noted for over the past few years is being heavy scorers. They, they're extremely competitive, have excellent defenders and are always really well organized. And they do have the touch of class with the likes of Pat and obviously and the Murray brothers, but they haven't been heavy scorers but for them to score like 17 points in the second half, you know, and to score 24 points to win a game, is a huge, huge uh, fillip for them, you know, and it's something that the club needed. Again, if you look at their, their Twitter feed, their underage section seems to be uh, going well again, and they've done huge work in developing their site out there with the 4G pitch and everything, but uh, it's a huge win for them, uh, and probably a result of the weekend, and much like Luton Chandram, you know, they go into, they'd have been looking at the fixture list, they probably looked at in the piercing as a game they could win, but they go into the Glen game next weekend under, with no pressure on them too. You know, the monkey's off their back and they can have a real shot at that. Whereas in the Pearce League, will be kind of scratching their heads wondering where it all went wrong. And they're under pressure uh, going, going into the Aaron's own game next weekend too. But the momentum could shift and do th- th- these things very quickly. You know, they're, they're two very tight games uh, next weekend again. Group C then, the group of death, like, you know, um, Charlevin and the Bears drew uh, on Friday night. I was talking to a few people who were at the game. And like, I, I feel a bit sorry for but I think they're a really good senior team, but they've been drawn into the, the the toughest group possible in their first two years up. And I think they're very they're a very good team. Um, as are the Bears, but you know the Bears are missing the, the two Cahillans, and I'm sure George Cunningham must have been tearing his hair out if he was watching the Clannad and Castlehaven game and examining the Examiner's stream to see Dan and running back on when he when he clearly wasn't fit. Um, and missing the two Kailans a big loss to them. But you know they they are embedding a lot of good young talent you know i see you know ben Cunningham got a good few scores and you had um, obviously uh, ben o'connor and ethan toomey playing too so it's it's a tough time for the bars at the moment trying to establish you know themselves again with some good young players and again you know it's kind of toughened the, the 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 group they got kind of drawn they got drawn into um a draw probably probably neither team was was thrilled with but of course it's, it's better than losing and I suppose the Bars when they led for most of the game too I probably feel it but you always feel it a bit worse if you're the team that's caught don't you as opposed to being the team that did the catching so it'll be interesting to see uh, how they both react next weekend Um, the Black Rock stars game um, I watched it back in the stream like on home on Saturday evening and uh, yeah that that's a huge win for Black Rock isn't it because they looked dead and buried and you know i know they've been training very hard with Louis McQueen. i know they were up in um, they were up in aero or up in Ennis for for a, for a match and at a, a training session up there and stuff and um like they're only champ they won a great championship two years ago um never caught fire last year and I suppose it's always hard to come back as champions especially if you haven't won the championship in a while you know there's, there's the whole emotional aspect of winning of bridging a long gap and it's just very hard to be at at, at your same level um the year after but you're, you're expecting big things from them. Um, and it's, it was great to see Alan Connolly just sta- stood, stand up at the end and get the, the scores when it mattered. There's no doubt he's a, he's a prodigious talent. And I think he, what he showed as much as anything on Saturday night you just never take him off. You know, he's a match winner. You know, he doesn't, he just, it, he'll never get overwhelmed by the occasion. He'll keep going to the last minute. And if you give him a chance, he'll, he'll win it. You know, a very disappointing result for Saras, who, who were flying through the league. Um, probably did as you know didn't do much wrong in losing the game uh the other night you know the goal knocked the stuffing out of them but they kind of got a bit loose for the point that came after that then as well but you know they're going to be going up to Morne Abbey at the weekend to play Charleville, and you know a tight pitch which will maybe you know um negate some of their strengths in terms of um pace and you know an ex- expansive game and when they're on full floor they're a fabulous team to watch mm. but that that's it, it, probably again the group of this you're looking at two very the most interesting games the next weekend i think you know um really really looking forward to to watching those and obviously blackrock and the bars and everything that goes with it and the bars will be so disappointed about how they did lose to blackrock last year too but um yeah it's it's so it's really set up so it's a great weekend i think it's a real justification um for the new system again you know just looking, i think there was no more than four points between any teams across the weekend so it's really really tight and really really good and yeah i can't wait for next weekend to be honest with you Right, so let's talk a bit about the Senior A championship now. Um, I'm going to come at this just slightly different to the way we discussed the, the Premier Senior because of uh, maybe just the nature of the results at the weekend. Like the Senior A grade, when it was established, you know, three years ago, there was probably three, four outstanding teams that, that stood out from the crowd. You know, you're looking at Charleville and who have obviously been promoted since, and then you'd Father O'Neills, who who um who last out in finals against both of those clubs and Newsteadstone, then as well. So they're probably the four teams that really stood out at this grade since its formation. Um, Neusestown and Father O'Neills are still there, but there's no doubt about that. You know, like the one of the big results from the weekend was was uh, Father O'Neills' defeat of Blarney. You know, O'Neills are such a good team. You know, they. What they're doing at the moment, you know, they're they're getting the very best that that under 20, 21 team that they produced that that won the A county a few years back, and they score lots of goals. You know, they they good forwards. You know, you Billy Dunn and, and Declan Dalton did a lot of the damage at the weekend, and you know Dalton is back fitter than he ever was, and like they had an outstanding league campaign. You know, they finished level points points of Blackrock, but just lost out in the head to head, so they, they were very close to being in the league semi final, and they had a really good campaign. So. There's obviously a lot of hurt down that way after the the, the the way they lost the last two finals but like i suppose even last year they might have been realistic as well i suppose you doing into the final without uh dalton without with, with a half-fit german and they still you know they, they they pushed that game on as far as they could but you know can just had that bit too much from at the end so they're they're back with all guns blaring this year you know if you're looking at the championship before the start but they're they're the team you would have picked out that that, that would um they were ready to push on uh, uh for for promotion again it was a tough loss for Blarney. You know, it is only their second um, second year up. And I do think like, you know, there's there's such a big leap from that premier intermediate into the top echelons of the senior A grade two. Um, as big a leap as you're gonna have in the championship, really, just in terms of pace and power and the speed of hurling, there's some right good teams at this level. And you know, sometimes, you know, as we mentioned even with Kant earlier, we can we can look at a, a program and, and look at the players and expect things to happen. And perhaps we're a small bit guilty of that with Blarney as well, you know, we might look at their team and we might look at Mark Coleman and, and Patrick Power and Shane Barton and Declan Han when he's fit and expect perhaps too much from them at times. So it was a very tough draw for them to get O'Neill's first day out, you know, so, you know, that's a tough one for them, but they're going to have to bounce back uh, this weekend with it, you know. And just to talk about then, the other standout, you know, in my opinion, um, the other standout uh, result of the weekend was a game I was at, and Bright Rovers beat Carrick Toole. It was such an impressive performance from Bright Rovers. They played the game with an incredible pace. You know, like their puck outs were out so quick. You know, something that Kyle McAllister allows when he's when he's refereeing as well. And they just moved the ball so well. They were well structured they left Killian Tobin and uh, Brian Roach inside on their own and they get they got good quick ball into them. And like all forwards, if you get good ball into them quickly, they're gonna do lots of damage. And they really blitzed Carrie Toole in that in that first you know five, ten minutes. Like they had one three scored inside the first three minutes. It was incredible. So I was lucky to be at that at that game. And I suppose it's kinda cool. Or, you know, the first time we're getting a championship in summertime, you know, since the end of the pandemic, and it was the first day that the sun came out, you know, last weekend for the football it was rain, rain, rain. You know, a Saturday up in Child was raining, so it was it was great to watch a game in glorious sunshine. But the pace of the game was phenomenal. Now to be fair to Carig they they actually responded quite well. And they got it back to five, but they were down, like, maybe ten points at one stage. And they brought it back to five. You know, Tomás Hogan was going well uh, at centre-forward. Even though Owen Roach, you know, kind of sat back in the pocket and kind of short things up for it. They never looked like conceding a goal, I thought, Bright Rovers. Um, and Sean Walsh was excellent, too. You know, he got eight points from play. He's a real shooter. He's really, really accurate. But Carrick kind of, you know, spent a lot of energy getting to that level. And then, you know, that three or four minutes before halftime, Bright Rovers tacked over three points and it kind of killed Carrick a bit. I was very impressed as well with uh, Bright Rovers' half-forward lane, particularly Adam Walsh, who was with the, the Cork Miners last year. He got 1-3. Uh, his goal was as good a goal as we're going to see this year. Great pass from Brian Roach, and you know he had it at the edge of the D, and he just let fly. Top corner was an absolute rocket, but he looked like a really, really good player. And I think I heard, heard someone saying at the game that their entire half-forward lane um, was under-18 or under-19. You know, So Bright Rovers are definitely building, and they still have a bit of experience too as much you know in, in that they brought on Michael Collins and then David Dooling who are, you know, very good players at this grade. So it was a great start for them. So I just thought they were the, the two standout results of the weekend. Um and, you know, yeah, so Bright Rovers and Neal were the teams that kind of stood out the most. Neosestown then were the other team I mentioned when we first started discussing this championship like and like Newcastown are a phenomenal club. I, I I I'm in awe of them a lot of the thing to be honest with you. I think what they're achieving down there, um, with the with the numbers they have to be you know, playing Premier Senior football and to be knocking on the door, you know, of going into Premier Senior hurling every year is 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 phenomenal. Um, and they came up against Mallow, and you know, Mallow have, you know, they they they've had a tough couple of years. Um, you know, they they reached the final when they they lost to Kanturk, and probably probably should have beat them that night in the Premier Intermediate a few years back. Um, and they're maybe rebuilding a bit again. You know, they've lost Carmarck, Mur- Murphy, and another couple of players too. But Newcestown, you know, coming off the back of a off a tough um off a tough loss against Nemo last weekend, like they just dug out a really good win. And as I said earlier, you know, it doesn't really matter. You just need to do enough to get out of the group. Once you can do that, all things are possible. So, you know, it was good for Newstone to get off to that start. Um and they you know, they're they're just such a hard team to beat. They're just ultra competitive. You know, I, I always admire their heart and the way the way they play the game, like, you know, and you never get anything easy down there. Um there was never a game that are really much uh, looked forward to it was a nooses town away back in the day it was always kind of a tough one so they're maybe the three favorites for the competition that we would have been looking at beforehand so we'll stick in group one um with with new Towns group at Mallow. and malo and from i had a good win against a good win against klein Frome my just a very solid team and you know you know what you're going to get with them and again one of those dual clubs you know you're going to have a massive respect for them at the moment you know going from week to week and again they got off to a good start they won their football game the wonder hurling game so it's a great start for them and um you know so it is the two of those clubs new and fermoy are in you know poor position are uh, going into the games uh next weekend and it's um new are playing for my too, so you know one of them's going to have one step one foot in the final and it's a good chance then for malo and klein to get themselves up and running klein much like we maybe discussed um kind of alluded to with the glen to a small but too you know Klein again all of these rural clubs you know you're going to have peaks and troughs and climb have managed to kind of stretch out that uh, stretch out their graph their donor curve the graph for a long time now. Uh, but they'll, they'll they'll come again too and, and I wouldn't rule them out from anything yet this year either because they're always ultra ultra competitive, uh, and then if we go down to um group two, of course had a fabulous win you know um again we were talking about stone and even mentioning Klein. again a club that just have a great heart and great attitude and just you never get anything easy off them, and again you know beating Killer Killer are going very well in the league. You know they're, get, they're getting lots of goals and they got goals against courses but course did really well to dig that game out and again when you're coming up that grade it's a, it's a great start for them to, to 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 get up and running and like we said earlier you're you're looking ahead of you. instead of looking behind you looking over your shoulder so of can go into their uh, their game next weekend um against uh father O'Neills. you know so like they probably needed that 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 win at their back going into that game but you know what um they'll give father O'Neills plenty of it too and even remember the year Charleville, um, one would have been the premier intermediate at the time, and you know, of course, he's brought them right down the stretch, like you know. So of course, these are an ultra competitive team. Some good forwards, you've obviously Sean Toomey, but Richard Sweetman is a player I've been very impressed with when I've seen him over the last couple of years, and you also, of course, have um Jerry O'Neill, who when he catches fire, seems to bring the team with him as well. So that's a group two, and then finally in Bright Rovers' group, you know, Ballyhea had a great win again against Ballymartle. Been a tough couple of years for Ballyhea, hung in there up senior. You know, obviously, Pat Callan is still is still their main man, and um, you know they're I another mean, one of those teams that are just they always hanging in there. They're going to be tough. They're proud of their hurling up there, and uh, they got off to a great start too. Ballymartle, much like maybe we were, you know, as I was saying, world clubs might be on you know on the downward curve of absolutely, you know, great days for them. You know, but but, um, but you know they, they'll they'll still be backing themselves to, to to bounce back from that too. So things are kind of nicely poised, and they've carried two next weekend. So that's a really kind of a big game uh, for both those teams after losing first time out, and it's just kind of a shot at redemption on them, like you know. And next weekend is, is such an important weekend from that perspective for the clubs that lost in particularly, like you know, you're going to have to try and shift the momentum mid season. And when you get clubs who are after, you know, two clubs are after losing their first game, like it really brings a real edge to the game. So you're going to see a lot of dog fights. I think I, I think this weekend uh, when we're coming into the tough stuff in the senior A championship so yeah that's where that's at so yeah i really enjoyed the, the game i was at and you know i'm looking forward to watching more games uh and over the next few weeks here too so finally today we're just going to have a quick look at the premier intermediate championship you know as this uh, podcast progresses i would like to go further down the, the grades to the intermediate a too because i do think there's just great stories at every level uh but i don't want to keep uh boring you for too long either um like again Castle Lions much like Father O'Neills, are coming off back to back final defeats and they got off to a good start uh, beating Carigline. Carrigline have been knocking on the door here for a couple of years and they've just been close enough to it but um, it's a good win for Castle Lions Watergrass Hill I think will be reasonably happy maybe with the draw with A Rogue did well when they, after getting promoted last year but the hill like you know with Shane O'Regan after going to uh, down to Sars and they were in the relegation final last year you know they, you know, they did beat I had a relatively comfortable as game I was at um, but you know it probably felt a bit of pressure on themselves, but you know, you know, it was important for them not to lose that game against Arogue, I think. Uh, so that's a decent start for them. But Castle Lions obviously will be amongst the favourites for winning this again this year. Um in group two, Inescara had a really good win uh, over y'all gotten lots of goals. Um and Inskara definitely have been building over the past couple of years. You know, they were kind of treading water for a while, but they're definitely on the up um so and went very close to Castle Lions a couple of years ago as well. So a great start for them too. Bandon down from Senior A got a good win over their 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 uh, neighbours from Valley Rovers. So that was a big win for them. I think I think I saw that they'd Michael Callan named the centre back anyway, you know, so that's an, that's an interesting uh, change up for him, you know, a top class hurler. And Valley's again, another one of those And uh, Valleys and Bandman I should say, you know, another one of those and two two more of those dual clubs who were just, you know, burning the candle at both ends. So um, you know, it's gonna to be tough for them over the next couple of weeks. And um yeah, so I think it's Valleys and uh Inescar, I think this weekend. So that's uh, a big, big game for the Valleys. And uh, finally, in Group 3, obviously, I was delighted to see uh, Banlasic uh, get a win over Kilworth, put in a great first half. Um, great to see we find, you know, we've had a, a few lean years maybe after having a good uh, a good good time in the noughties, but we definitely have a young talent coming through again, and it was, it was a great win and a great start. And Brian Sullivan is doing great work with the lads out there the last couple of years, so I was delighted to see that win. Um, and for Castle Martyr, like, Castlemart are a good team, you know, they're they're after getting two promotions out, three promotions if you count the, the junior county win back in twenty fourteen. And, you know, they've got some they obviously have the the Lawtons, Brian and Barry are brilliant players. You have Barrow Tuma playing cornerback, you know, who's, you know, senior experience playing for him McKilly. Uh you've Kieran Joyce, who is, you know, we'll talk about him a lot, I think, over the next few months in this. He's just um, a, a natural, he's an absolute top class player uh and then you've mike kelly who's really really good with castle Marthor last year i actually saw them a lot of castle Martyr over the past couple of years and he's a player i've been really impressed with and did really well with mckillie uh two uh, last year in particular even though in were obviously knocked out he was one of their better players so it's well set up there and you know ball and colleague um are playing ballast this weekend so that's a big game for them and Kilworth will be playing castle Marthor. so look we will get dug into the premier intermediate grade and the intermediate grade and hopefully even the premier junior grade as the, as the weeks go on here. Um, but I think that's maybe enough for, um, for week one. Um, I hope you enjoyed uh, listening. Um, I'm still gonna be tipping away at my blog, you know. Um, it's just found it hard to get a bit of time to do it at the moment, but I'm working on a piece there, um, giving my reaction to Pat Ryan. Again, the Cork job, I think it's a, a great appointment, so it's something I'm looking forward to. But as much as anything else, just looking forward to great weekends of hurling in football over the next few weeks. And there's going to be some good stories. And hopefully um, we can all enjoy them and get to see as many games as we can. So thank you very much for listening to the first episode of The Little All Ireland. And I look forward to talking to you again next week. I'll try and get it out a bit earlier as well, uh, Sunday evening or Monday. But uh, the first one, And I'll remember to turn off the microwave in the background uh, next time as well. So thank you very much for listening. Uh, take care. Sláinte.